Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the last hit for episode number six. We're starting out wide because, boys, you know, we're feeling it today. We need that big old <laughs> community. Community. You know? exactly. Yeah, right running into this one. Another episode coming coming back after a week, and we're almost towards the old finish line, aren't we? I know. It's kind of crazy. I didn't expect mm. it to kind of creep up on us as much as it did. But, yep. yeah, I mean, definitely it, we're starting to see how these teams are shaking out. It's super interesting. Actually. And we're still working quite a lot. We're going to uh, big weekends. As we're recording this, of course, it is a Friday. So we're running into triple digits. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? Triple days? <laughs> Three Super series weekends. days? Three Super series weekends. days, what we're running into. A lot of more correct things than what you said, but... <laughs> look, I look for words a lot of the time. As, uh, I, I think I think we're getting into like the, the busiest part. We're you know, setting up lots of things like content as well, and we're... I don't know. We've got seven days ahead of us for the next week, it too. It feels like we just did last hit yesterday. And here yeah. I am, back on the desk, doing last hit again. Hey, dude, we do last <laughs> hit every single day. But let's start the show off the way we normally started off, because with... Our attention to V5. Today, I've set this up with a couple of question marks on the board for V5's temperature check. Now, last week, I did red hot. This week, I'm thinking they're still pretty hot after coming off WE's win. But I wanted a, a bit of a... I'll start with you, Dagda, because I know Lyric has some things to say about where the temperature should be for V5 this week. It's a little bit hard to say because I have been floundering a bit mm. where it just doesn't look as clean as it used to. Um, Mole has been looking excellent. I think Mole's really the reason that they did win that series yesterday against WE with yep. his Zoe once again looking super, super clean. So I'm excited to see Mole stepping up again as a carry because obviously in spring we didn't get enough of it. Um, True. But honestly, yeah, I'm kind of caught between them. Um, I think I'd prefer to see them start to play a little bit kind of back at the style that was working is playing through that bottom side of the map. And we've started to see them try and play through BB a little bit more, try and play through the mid lane a bit, but it hasn't quite found success. And then as well, even subbing out um, Sam D yesterday for Y4 for was time. a very weird yeah. call for me. Hey, uh, Lyric, what do you think about V5? What, what do you want to say, Plug. sir? I prepared some short what's, notes. What's that? Show us what the <laughs> notes are on. I prepared some short notes. On a tissue? Right before this started. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't have a lot of time to script much, so I'm just going to kind of follow the heart and use this as a guideline that, you know, th there was some turbulence. You know, they went down to Sooning. Mm. They lost to IG. Mm. But V5, V5 is still the top. V5 still passed the eye test. They have a game plan. They have great shot calling. Mole? Mole's insane. Mole's... Was a top four mid laner in the LPL right now. His Zoe, amazing. That game two, the Syndra scatter of the week, winning them, them that yeah. game. Exactly. It was beautiful. And, you know, Sam D got subbed out. It was unfortunate, but that just shows how much depth of talents on this roster. Bring in Sam D. Bring in Y4. I don't care who else you're going to bring in. Get SMLZ. Get iBoy on this <laughs> roster. They're still going to win because we have PP God. We have Weiwei in the jungle. The carries are there. And as my notes say right here, V5 are going to Worlds. V5 is everything. And that's not even dramatically <laughs> correct. V5 are everything. And uh, yeah, point is, I I'm still feeling good on V5. I okay. still think they're going to Worlds. And V5, if you are listening to this, believe in yourselves. Okay, so oh. it should be like volcanic. Volcanic yes. heat this week. They just right? beat WE. And when Rob's like, you know, he's given a very <laughs> rational answer and you're like, you know, volcanic. I mean, they are 9-4 and four right now. They're going, right? they're going to playoffs. 9-4. and four. They're not yeah. locked in for playoffs. But they, they're honest. going to playoffs. They're going to playoffs. They're going to playoffs, going to playoffs. Yeah. For, the, for the first time in the organization's history as well. Because it is a young organization and they came in in 2019 because they bought into the league where, um, who was the other team that came in? Sino uh, Dragons at the time promoted. Yeah, yeah and through V5 the definitely came in when, you know, LPL expanded. So yep. that's yeah. how they got brought and in. That was Korn and Ben4 and yeah. all those guys. Wasn't Pepper yeah. and, yeah. Pepper, yeah. Y4 was on the original roster from memory mm -hmm. as yep. well. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, yeah, so V5's come a very long way. Good to see the vo the volcanic mixture with a bit of cooling acid put in just in case. Uh, is V5 better than the LEC? Yeah. <laughs> as always, yes. Hey, yeah. Quick segment's a good segment. I'll add yes it is. God is better than Kaiser. Yeah. 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 Whatever what? whatever Vedia says. Let me just no, no, say. No, no. Let me no, just no, say. No, no. Bring, the, bring the camera here for a sec. Bring the camera here. Vedius, if you're watching this, watch a bit more PP God, mate. <laughs> bit of a shout out. Good that he can make the statement, but mm -hmm. come at me, bro. PP yeah. God wins. Easy I, I just want to say, that is still a matchup. I'd love to see Mad Lions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah like, that'd be so hyped. That'd be yeah, awesome. Mad Lions versus, I think, any of the LPL teams right now would be really, really fun, mm -hmm. especially since the form of Mad Lions talk yeah. about. I, even, I, I expect to see, like, yeah. you know, Rogue hitting that path. Myself and Munch were actually having a conversation yesterday back in the apartments. Yep. We were just saying, like, out of every team in the LEC, Mad Lions is the team that, like, against an LPL team would be the most interesting to oh, watch. Because I, like... G2 were kind of faltering, Fnatic kind of faltering, but Mad Lions really would just take that aggression and just match it, and it would be absolutely fantastic. It's kind of fun. We want international competition, right? Because yeah. otherwise, the, the three-peat won't feel as good, in, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, we'll win Worlds all the same, so it doesn't really matter. Let's go forward into Dagda's Dunk and Lyric's Dud, the segment that brings new life when you're eating oranges or apples. Uh, we'll start with Dagda here, because Dagda's going to be telling us who he's dunking, first of all. Who is it I'm week? definitely dunking IG. Hey, all right, we didn't fair. get to cover this last week because, of course, we actually, right after their game against Top Esports, ended up recording the podcast. But I wanted to give an actual segment to them because they look so, so good against Top Esports. And it looks like finally we've got that system in place where it's Ning and Baolan working really well together, setting up the team for success. And they look damn good. They look yep. so clean against Top Esports. When at the start of the split, it was really, really rough. We're like, oh, IG doing IG things. Yeah. But this too is an IG thing. It just it's so amazing how they blow it out of the park, you know, either towards the start or the end of the split, right? Yeah, it's really nice because, you know, coming into the split, obviously Rookie and Ning were performing really well, yeah. but I mean the Shy still wasn't there. Yeah. Puff and Southwind were just they just didn't work with the team all, and especially Southwind as we can now see in retrospect, right? Sure. So Balan coming in, it really feels like he is like the glue, the tape that kind of brought it all together. Like, hey, well, now I'm a support that's going to make my way up towards topside, going to give the Shy a bit more safety. We're going to get some kills in the mid lane. Rookie's going to get even more fed. And <laughs> it seems like, I remember, I think we said this on broadcast. I don't know what Balan did, but it's like he just like slapped Puff across the face and said, like, man, get in there. Like, <laughs> go do your job. And, you know, Puff has been doing so much better ever since. It's such a surprise because Balan, last time we saw him was at Worlds, right? And it was like, holy moly. Uh, then something needs to change. You know, 2019 Worlds, it was like Balan having a pretty average performance and the rest of IG followed suit. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the bench in the LPL because we saw it in Rogue Warriors where Haro got put onto the bench and then he came back, he looked amazing. Then yeah. Lei got put on the bench, he came back, looked amazing. Bellad is put on the bench, Y4 yesterday. Whatever it is about the bench in LPL, the Wooming. second anyone touches it, Wooming as well, they just like transform into these new players that come on as like, all right, I'm ready to go. Maybe there's like a whip of the bench. You, know? <laughs> you get whipped when you sit down at that bench, but you get up, you're like, finally... Back's bleeding, but I don't want to go back there. The yeah. threat, the shock treatment. Yeah, you, you get used it. to putting the team on your back then. Yeah. Afterwards. I mean, it's, it's been pretty impressive to see. For Invictus Gaming, uh, just as a heads up where they're sitting, they are confirmed in playoffs already. Not confirmed in top four like JDG are due to their the individual games and series. But 11-3 and three is a lot better than the trajectory we saw at the start of this. But I think they were like, you know, they were 5-3. and three. Yeah, they're on a six-series yeah. win streak. Yeah. They were 5-3 and three and they were middle of the pack. And they look absolutely incredible. And it's nice to see that kind of turnaround because <laughs> I was worried for them coming into the top esports game because we always get Agreed. these weird drafts. There's always one game where you're like, 
lads, IG, you just get your act together. And then they come into game two and three, and you're like, okay, fine, cool. But I was a bit worried coming into top esports, but after I saw that performance, I was absolutely blown away. And that was the team that, it was like watching them in 2018. It was like yep. watching that team that won the World Championship. There was just so much aggression, incredible performances. The Shy, even at the moment, is now back to doing the Shy things. Every single series, there seems to be some play where I'm like, that's the shy. Yeah. That's the player that we know and love. Like we saw it with the Nar, we've seen it with the Kennen, we've seen it across the board now where this guy can just come in and make these huge plays that set up IG. And especially when you have Rookie playing out of his mind this split, it finally feels like we've got the gang back together. I also want to add, because you hit on drafts, their drafting has looked much better Like as the splits moved on because like early on it was that get everyone on comfort, you know, Jason Toppin and Oriana in mid. And they'll do that sometimes still, as we saw even in that series. But... I can't remember who it was against. It actually might have been against Top Esports, where I just remember their their second rotation, the 4-5 pick of Ken and Nico against mm. someone. Yeah. And it did so well against the first four picks, whoever you know picked into it, like these champions that want to run in and where Nico thrives, where Kennen can thrive. Mm. And I just thought, wow, like IG are now out-drafting. I'm sure that was V5's game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. probably was that. And it's now like, hey, now... IG are a team out-drafting other teams. They have these coherent comps that make sense, that, you know, have numerous spikes throughout the game. And it's like, this is something... I actually remember our preseason ranking, right? I think a lot of us still had them in the top four. I'm pretty sure I had them fourth. So I'm not surprised yeah. they ended up here. But it's like the way they got here. Like, yeah. the fact that their drafts are looking better, the fact that they are looking more cohesive, that's the surprising thing. But I think that's it. It's like, top four is very different to top two. And that's where I'm kind of putting them now. Is like, well... Honestly, I see them pushing into that very top, top place where yep. they can get seeded directly into semis. It's always IG, like their ceiling is, you know, sometimes never ending. Like, the right? thing is, I don't think they'll end top two in regular split, but I mean, we have to start asking. Like a finals thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, are they the favorite now to win LPL? And they're at least definitely in the conversation. I'd say now that, you know, top esports look shaky, JDG are obviously in form. It's definitely way more contentious than it was three weeks ago where we're all like, guys, script is out. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, top esports aren't looking as good. JDG, I'd argue, aren't looking very clean either. They're still dropping these random games. They drop one to LNG. But they drop one here and there. IG like, does that as well still. Yeah. But it's just like, I think when I saw how clean they looked against top esports, I was like, okay, cool. This is... This is where IG, that's when they try. That's when you get the actual Invictus gaming and what they're capable of. Whereas it feels like sometimes you just see even top esports and JDG yep. are looking shaky and not able to close it as cleanly as they should. I, like the top esports things, I have two takeaways in different ways. That It actually does a lot less for me on like convincing me that IG can beat a team like JDG or even you know one of like, like a V5 again or a Stooning because, I mean, top esports just kept going like punch for punch. Actually, I think the top esports series. I remember coming out of draft thinking I like top esports draft more, and I'm pretty sure two out of the three games, or, or was it just two games? Actually, just two, it was just two games. Just yeah. So two. yeah, because I remember in the first game we had top esports. I'm thinking, okay, well we're even at, at 15 minutes, and top esports have this draft that outscales, and IG have really no way of getting onto them. And then we just kept seeing Jackie Love like go in aggressively, getting caught out once again. And then game two is the same thing, where I look at draft, we're like pretty even in the mid game. It's like, hey, top esports should probably win this game. But it looked personal. It looked like a grudge match. So I think in terms of, I didn't see like some extremely calculated, like they had some kind of set plan they execute against Top Esports. But the thing that does sell that series is, hey, they just out mechanic the team like Top Esports. Which like, is very IGS. Well, you know? that's massive too, yeah. because you're out mechanicing players like Carsa, players like Knight, players like 369, who looked like the best top later all split log. It's, it's crazy. It's also quite hilarious because it's always when top esports go against IG. Yeah. It's like the thorn in their side, bar 
Bar Spring in 2020, I think was the one time that Top Esports got some revenge. Yeah. I think the craziest thing for that series as well, for me, was just in that game number two, where Top Esports are about to close it out, we're like, cool, we're pushing on to a game number oh, three. Yeah. yeah. How quickly they swing back. You give these guys an inch and they just take, not even a mile, they, they're mm. gone. Like, they're, it's a marathon later before you find them. Like, these guys are so incredibly good at taking a little advantage and turning it into monumental advantages. Um, and I was watching back the, the VOD yesterday, just kind of going through that last fight. And all it was was just Bowland had realized that, like, with where the fight was situated, on the bottom side of the fight, you had three, or 369 and Yu Yuanjia both paired, which left a small room where you could jump straight onto Jackie Love's Bowland, and he just goes straight for it, and IG just collapsed. Like, it was that tiny little advantage. Now, obviously, 369 messed up the engage, but it was Bowland spotting, hey, look, I've got this moment where we can ju jump onto them, and they just turn it around. Like, that's it's these tiny, tiny things that IG are so good at exploiting, which is why I'm now like, oh, Okay, this is this is a different beast from what Back, we used yeah. to see. The thing is, I do want to add, I think all three of our top teams right now, they all have that, which sets them apart from everyone else. I feel like JDG, Top Esports, NIG all have that clutch factor that mm. we, we've seen all three in games that they should lose. I mean, the Vici game for Top Esports. JDG has countless games. For a lot, They yeah. always pull it back off of one mistake or off of like a, a smart, cheeky Baron player or something like this. So it definitely feels like these three teams have that clutch factor that no one else you has. You and I were casting one of those, actually. I think it was the A-Star. A-Star JDG, game yeah. one. And even going back, like we saw like some of the LNG parts, uh, FBX specifically, I think there was like a moment. Uh, running forward though, because for IG, they're 11 and 3. I'm just looking at their schedule here with OMG and Fichi. Yeah. It feels like a comfortable 13 and 3. Uh, I was going to talk about this on broadcast because I believe I'm doing an IG series coming up with one of you guys. We're doing OMG on Saturday. Okay. So. Oh. IG, we're, you know, we're talking very much about, like, they are not the deciders of the top two fate. Like, they can't secure semifinals with their own efforts, but they can get to 13, and then if top esports or JDG fail, IG's game differential is actually not too bad, but it does require a lot of catching up to do with top esports, and top esports failing, and JDG doing the same. So it'd be interesting to see where they actually finish off, but at the very, at the bare minimum, they're pretty close to getting top four, so... For IG, it's, like, been a pretty good slip. We'll leave it there. Gents, let's go to what would normally be the dud, but... So, I messaged you this week, and you're like, no, I don't want to do a dud. I don't have a dud. I said, do you want to do a dunk? And you said, okay, I'll do a dunk. So, we got lyrics, dunk. Now, you're not going to be on the set. I'm putting you on a Darius as well, just so, uh, you know, we have that. <laughs> so we should have just got an alley-oop or something like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, you could dunk each other. Like, look, you, you messaged me yesterday, got up, got yeah. a cup of coffee, went to the mirror, and I said to myself, there's no one I can be negative about this week. There's there's no sadness that deserves to be had. You said this at the mirror. I, I said, I said it, it could be Rogue Warriors, but then I thought, no. That was some really good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be sad about Rogue Warriors. I can't be negative about Rogue Warriors. Yeah. I should be positive about BLG. Because BLG actually still yep. have a chance as of now. They actually yep. play EDG tomorrow, so it's going to be a bit weird with the timing of this sure. release. But uh, especially that their last series where... Against Rogue Warriors, the impressive thing to me is I think Kingen's had a really rough split, which sucks because in spring he was so good. He's extremely inconsistent. That's why they've been trying to keep adding ADD back, but they've done that all year long. But he played those games extremely well. I think he played the same side of both match, well, different sides of the same matchup. Yeah. I think he played Orn one against one Silas one yeah. game, and he played really well, won the lane. The next game played the Silas and completely took over the game. So, you know, he's looking hot in the series. We know ever since Meteors come back in that the team as a whole has just looked much, much better, much more well-rounded. Yeah. Wings, who I think was extremely underwhelming, extremely mediocre all split long, has looked a bit better in recent series and has been able to step up and have some carried performances. And 
I mean, Fofo has been the, the standout performer on this team all split long. He's been playing lanes extremely well. I don't think that was ever a question. He was always a great laning player. Even in team fights and clutch moments, he's showing up. And yeah, BLG are a team who, like, we don't expect them to make the run. But the fact that they even brought themselves so close to contention after having such a rough early split mm -hmm. is so admirable. And after rolling off the back of spring, right, when, when it's disappointment after disappointment, you're rolling into another split with, you know, pretty much the same roster. With Meteor benched towards the start of it, uh, my question is what would have happened maybe if Meteor came in earlier, right? If we didn't see best 16 at the start of the split, of course. It does feel like the momentum coming off of best 16 for Meteor was part of what made him impactful, but he is just a good jungler. You just need that little bit more time on the LPL bench, you know? That was all. You <laughs> just got to make sure you get a couple more the of those lashes play, in. Man. But still, I think I, I'd imagine... Look, the team obviously knows a lot more about what's going on behind the scenes, so I imagine it was kind of you needed a little bit more time there. But uh, since he's come back in, he's looked absolutely stellar. And the thing for me is that the map play has gotten so much smarter from them as well. Like the Rift Herald usage has been really on point. Um, how they set up plays, how they get their lanes in order, like it has actually been quite good. And uh, now, unfortunately, obviously, they haven't been winning everything, so we still see some issues. Yeah. But they definitely have started to clean up when it comes to that map play, which I'm really happy and That's crucial. I mean, I just wanted to see something out of BLG this year at the very least least after being you know so disappointed we've all talked about the start of spring that week before COVID hit and then we had that big break and then obviously there's a lot of internal drama that's been and we can see like about like you just said the talents there their early game is there yep. even now their only problem is once we get to like a mid late game transition of where like all the outer turrets are down we're starting to go to inners or like we're playing for barons that this is where blg kind of starts to you, you see the inexperience sh show through which is very strange because that was where they shined last year but the point is like hey the fact that they can still get these early game leads and play out the the map so well in the first 20 minutes is still a way that you can beat pretty much anyone in the LPL that way because we have a lot of teams who don't know how to play from behind or, you know, their philosophy from playing from behind is just keep, you know, creating coin flips to try to massively come back into the game. So create situations where BLG can decisively close out a series. Whether they win or lose tomorrow, I think BLG is still a worthy dunk here purely because the fact that BLG, as you said, got themselves into this position. And running into tomorrow, I know, you know, our audience will have already seen this. Of course, we are recording on the Friday. Um, but if, if, if BLG going up against EDG, I would say that BLG feel like potential favorite. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Very close. But just because of what I've seen recently and rising to this series, it does feel like BLG against a team like EDG. There could be some similarities as well. Yeah, I think it's mostly about like King and again is the question mark for me. If we get a great series out of him, mm. I think he can just take over against Xiaoxiang, although Xiaoxiang has also been looking good. Um, and as well, Wings... As you talked about, like a lot of the times when we go into that twenty-minute-plus situation where they're playing towards Baron, it's Wings who gets caught out. Like we've seen a good few times now where yeah. he just overextends a mid lane and ends up with the pick, and then that snowballs the game back in favor of the enemy team. So I think if you can get that where Wings is just keep himself in check a little bit more, I would honestly see BLG being able to take that series against EDG. But it is hard to say when you've got to wait and see how does Kingdom perform, what happens with Wings, because the other three I'm actually pretty okay with. But I also want to like add on to at least a series discussion. I think EDG do come in the favorites. I think again, yeah. like how far they got in okay. spring. I think the the experience of their players, the peaks of their players, all trump BLGs. But at the same time, I actually want to take this a different route. I want to like go like the mental aspect of where EDG are coming in expected to win. EDG have ex expectations to go. make playoffs. BLG have no expectations. Like. Especially after early spring, everyone just thought, okay, well, this team's done. Like, let's move on, go next year. The fact that they are coming in 
and sure, they have the pressure from themselves, which is going to be massive, but you don't have the community expectations. So right. you can just say, hey, if we lose, not a big deal. If we win, it's going to be awesome. So EDG are the yeah. ones feeling the heat, not BLG. I mean, that's a that's a great point. I do have to move on, though, gentlemen, because we have to get into our, our playoff, or centered around our playoff discussion here with the race on. Uh, just quickly to top this conversation off, you know, for BLG and EDG, the losers out and, yeah. you know, may the best man win, <laughs> right? Bit of a heated situation. They just hope that no one gets above eight in yeah. the in the playoff series otherwise oh sorry now a leaderboard otherwise they're out anyway so we'll move forward gentlemen today is all about the race towards playoffs and we have five spots remaining as of today which is friday the 31st now the five teams that are not secured are currently v5 lgd we fpx and sooning we are not going to do this in order of standings because otherwise i would start with sooning who i feel like should have been secured at this point we're going to start with v5 because that's how you create content. You start with the popular team. <laughs> V5. Now, let's just summarize. Coming from spring to now already, boys, wear the capes. Put the capes on. Pants off. Whatever. Do whatever you want. What are we going? Captain Underpants? There you go. Captain Underpants. V5 are currently, as we're recording this, 9 and 4. They have 9 more series wins than they did in spring. V5 are essentially what feels like secured in playoffs because they have nine. But their performance is split. Let's just take a moment to smell the roses. Their performance from this new team put together has been, I think, pretty exceptional. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been absolutely incredible, especially when you look at, like, a bunch of rookies. Sam D, PP God coming across. You've got guys who are coming off of the, the Sunin LPL bench, so obviously they're going to be amazing. But <laughs> coming in, you got Weiwei, who's looking fantastic. Um, Mole is looking so much better than he had before. And Bubu as well as destroying people in the top lane. Like, that aggressive style is now starting to actually work out in his favor. So, I'm really impressed with V5 because I, I mean, I don't think anyone had expectations for them coming into spring. Uh, uh, well, hang on. Hang on. Do you see who you're talking to? Messiah, what do you think about this one? <laughs> is that your official name? Are, are you the Messiah? Is that yeah, the I'm the Messiah of V5 Summer. I'm uh, the self-proclaimed Messiah, but, well, you know. I call I myself like a scribe. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's no one more worthy to give the title than myself. So, uh, <laughs> but you're humble beginnings. I, so. I do want to take this back once again. I, I know I always reference this, but starting off with Mole's first interview after their first win, where they're like, hey, so what, what are your expectations? I just want to win a few games. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to win a few games, guys, and here he is sitting at nine series wins, making his way to playoffs. Like, it looks almost guaranteed, but... Like, Mo was never a question mark for me. I mean, I'd even show you guys my, like, mid lane power rankings in, in spring, and I'd still have him, like, sixth or seventh, even if it wasn't necessarily justified at that time. But I at least always knew that Mo, you know, was good from watching him previous years, from watching him in solo queue, things like this. And, yeah, I, I feel like this team just has a really good system. I feel like the difference, the thing that sets them apart from even other top teams is they have a lot of, like, set plays. They're very fluid in... Like, again, attacking enemy buffs, going yep. for these ganks on bot lane, uh, transitioning around the map and setting up plays for Herald. We saw even a lane swap last night where it was very smart. They got two turrets for one against WE. So, to me, they are one of our best teams at being able to react in-game. It's not like a, like E-Stars in spring where E-Stars had a set early game plan, and if that plan then didn't work, they didn't know how to, how to like react fluidly. V5 do know how to do that. So, I feel like V5 are one of the most well-rounded teams right now in LPL. The thing that just stops them for me is experience, to where they do, they'll get either outdrafted in some series and like that game's just over, they don't know how to play out from those situations, or 
if it gets to like the clutch factor against like a JDG, a top esports, and IG, they don't have that Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, going on the inexperienced part, we can see a little bit of that greed as well in them sometimes, where sure. they stick around a little bit too long in the lane to try and finish off a terror, get another terror plate, which means that then the resets are a little bit late for something like Dragon Sam or Rift. Sam does that all the time. Yeah, yeah the he's the one that stands out to me. So that's where I'm kind of like, okay, we can still see little things, but it's like very workable. It's like, look. You're better off backing now rather than getting that terror plate. You'll actually be in a better situation. So I think again, it's just inexperienced. This will this team very much will grow as the the years go on. So I'm excited to see what they can. But I definitely think for playoffs, this team is is definitely. I also just want to quickly add, like it's not even their first year. This is their first split, split. right? Yeah. First split, like hard emphasis on split because Sam D's only ever played one split of LDL before this, and PP God's you know been around a bit longer in the LDL, but still, it's it's actually amazing how well they've transitioned to stage. It's it's incredible. Like there's been different forms of leadership. I, I think Huawei has been the talking point that we've recently been really hitting hard because of his strength in jungle. Biu Biu looked horrible in Sooning, I would say, like pretty average. Maybe is a, is actually more fair on Sooning in Spring. I think he looked he looked horrible. One of the worst. He looked one horrible. of the worst. And we need to say that to, to signal how much better he looks yeah, now. True. But Dagda, uh, sorry. I was just gonna say the, the language barrier for me as well in bot lane between Sam D, it's makes it even more impressive how dominant these guys have been. Like 2v2 kills is not something we're surprised about anymore because they look so good. And then, mm. as well, when you're able to play so heavily through a bottom lane where, again, you're emphasizing that language barrier with the jungler, with the support, and with your AD carry, it makes it even more. more so let's, let's talk through how V5, you know, go to securing playoffs. We've already mentioned that most likely secured with nine. But their remaining matches are JDG, which is coming up pretty soon. Uh, EDG the next week, and then Rogue Warriors. They're currently nine and four. But they have a really high game differential, and this is what sells me. If they beat JDG, I think this team will be top four at the end of the split. Now, feel free to discuss that, but the thing is, because of what Lyric said the other week, which is they go to game three in every loss. They at least pick up a game. They have super high game differential for a team that's currently sitting fifth, you know, which is really impressive. I know, and that's the thing is that, like... <sighs> I want to be able to say that they're going to beat JDG, but that is a massive task. I'll say and it. it is, I know you are both going to say which is why I'm going to opt in to be the voice of reason. I'm not sure about him. Are you going to say it? Would you say they beat JDG? Like, on I, cast. I think, <laughs> Let's I think go. You just self-proclaim yourself to Messiah. I'm like, actually, you know no, what? I, no, I, I got to take this off. I, I think I predicted V5 like, <laughs> in our predictions, so at least I'm going to stay consistent. <laughs> but like to me, it's one of those things where like, can V5 beat JDG? Yes. Like, I, I definitely think they have all the tools to beat JDG. But the thing that's scary about JDG's again, like we saw against E-Star game two, where they, game one, I'm sorry, where they just randomly go and rush a Baron out of nowhere. And like, those are avenues that JDG has available because I still like how East, not E-Star, V5 play the early game out a lot more than JDG. It definitely feels like they are more of a proactive team, in my opinion, than JDG are, so they can get that lead. The thing to me is, I don't know. JDG's a bit of a weird one. I feel like JDG can come online in like skirmishes, but actually in early game, I don't really see them punishing the V5 bot lane, which I feel like is the best way to shut down V5, whether it's Sam D or Y4. And I think Mole is a bit safe. So the question is, can they shut down Bubu? Can they just keep diving him? Because we've seen, hey, that's actually a way that you could get success. an advantage on V5 and then take an advantage into a dragon skirmish. I think JDG's team fights are just so, like, not so much better, but better than V5's. That, like, uh, when we look at the way V5 oftentimes plays, like with Mole and the Zoe, where he makes a pick before a fight starts off, and then they're able to win the fight through numbers advantages and stuff like this. Um, 
there is times where Sam D's on the ash and they're struggling to try and find damage and to find consistent ways to win out in these struggles. So I think when I look at JDG, I just give emphasis over towards Loken because mm. he's been playing super strong. His ability to churn out a whole heap of damage. Kanavi's ability to find these picks when it's on like the Lee Sin and set up these amazing plays or be a carry in and of himself. I think the, the ability of JDG to play team fights is where V5 are going to struggle a lot. Now, I could be completely wrong. Maybe it is going to be a case of V5 able to turn it on. But at least from what I've seen, I well, just think JDG holds I would actually say it's fair. I'd say yeah. you could say JDG are better at team fighting than V5. Yeah. But can V5 find those early game advantages? Like, they almost always do. They almost always are able to get up a 3 to 4k gold lead. Like, even soon in game 2, right? They were up 5k, I think, when they lost that fight and lost the game. So that's where I'm going to go with V5 winning this game is being able to pick off pick up those early game advantages through, yep. you know, the early ganks, the early invades into Kanabi's jungle and being able to snowball from there. And that's the thing. I even, like, I think that's the biggest one, especially in bot lane, because Lumeo has been a big question mark for me over the last little while. Like, he's been mispositioned. He's actually been caught out in 2v2. So I think if there is somewhere to try and punish, it's actually Lumeo, which is really surprising since he was our Spring Split Finals MVP. But definitely, I think that's the way you punish is through that bottom side, through Lumeo, and then obviously, as you say, getting in to punish Kanabi. I'm just not certain if they don't get ahead, what happens then when we do get to that. I do want to quickly add, I do think, you know, from a neutral perspective, JG probably do come in favorites. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm sticking with V5. If yeah. we're talking about clutch moments, just as a side note, I wanted to add that Loken with his performance, like that clutch moment will be there for JDG from what I've seen. Um, but if they beat JDG, they would be 10 and 4. Now, if they beat JDG, would you then say comfortable to put V5 as a top 4 team? Because EDG Rogue Warriors is their final week is a very winnable yeah. schedule. What's Sooning's schedule? Sooning's I think is that's harder. The bigger one. I think it's harder. Sooning's is a little bit harder. It is Vici is one of them, just looking I think now. WE, right? FX. And then FPX. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think if V5 beat JDG, they should be favorites to finish top four regular yeah. split. Yep. Mm. Which but is uh, something I never thought I'd say. I, I didn't think that'd be in playoffs anyway, but, you know. <laughs> but week two, I did say there would be. And I said they were going to Worlds week three. Go look at the VODs. But uh, <laughs> look, we'll move forward to finish off for V5. They're in a very good place for them not to make playoffs would be the biggest twist of fate, I think I, I, I would have seen, because no, the way they are now, even with yeah, individual game wins. nine wins. Yeah. But, and, and that game difference as well, right? Even they're if not, you hit nine. Yeah, I mean, I think right now they're, they're what? They're like plus 12, plus 13? Plus 10 right now, yeah, so because it went to game three. So they're looking pretty good. So I, I think they're pretty set on being a playoff it's, team. It's funny because WE are a point behind them on eight, and they've got gift plus five game differential. Sooning on 10 and four, a plus six game differential. Again, that point of making game three all the time. So for V5, I, I give a preemptive early congratulations. Let's move to the next team in contention for one of those spots. Now, we're not doing all of them here today. We're not doing teams like Vici Gaming because we still need to see more performance from them. Teams that are currently sitting in the top eight and securing that. LGD I want to talk about because they are currently sitting eight and five. And LGD, it's been like four long years since they've made playoffs. And they're a team that we were really hyped with the roster change. And it took a while to kind of get there. Jordan, we'll start with you. I feel like it's... Like, the thing is, they actually came online very early in the split, right? They they started racking up those wins early. They were, I think, top three, top four early yeah. in the split. Yeah. And then they kind of started to, not falter, but, you know, hit some, hit some you know, bumps in the road. We okay, saw so they got there and then they, they found the bump and then... I also think it's because it, they're not relying on draft, but they have like very set drafts that they like to go for, as we keep yep. seeing with like the first pick Twisted Fate yeah. even now. So I think there's ways that they have found to be punished. But, I mean, even LGD, 
I feel like should be expected to be in playoffs. But they're actually the one team I look at in the top eight now that they lost to FPX, that if there's a team that's knocked out, I actually kind of expect it to be them. I don't think they oh, will really? be, but they would be the team I would expect if it happened. Well, okay. I agree fully with them. I think the the loss against FPX and how messy it looked really doesn't fill me with confidence for these guys. Um, I thought that this would be at least be... Because even remember when we were talking about like where we rated them overall a couple of podcasts ago, my thought process was well, these are going to be consistent. These are going to be the guys you know what you're getting every single mm. week. You know how they're going to play. It's going to be team fights. They're going to look good. And then they'll probably end up losing out to teams that can outplay them on the map. But that's not what we're seeing. LGD's team fighting has been a little bit shaky. Their map plays. What, what we kind of expect has been a bit shaky as well. So this is now where I'm kind of like, I'm not certain where these guys sit. And although they are sitting on eight wins, so I'd imagine, because they've got three games left, one of them is against a fairly okay team B. Yeah, so the, the remaining... LNG. They've so got a game against LNG, so, so I imagine they've got tonight. Remaining schedule is Vici, BLG, and LNG. I'm just going to progress to this because their remaining schedule is probably one of the easiest, right? Yeah. If they get over Vici, then nine again, that's favorite, that favorite number. But... If they win that, they should be finishing at, like, 11 wins, right? They could even finish yeah. over Sooning if Sooning don't get the wins that they need either. I mean, again, they still look like a playoff team. Mm. I think that's very... I don't expect Vici to be able to take any of these spots, but LGD looked the shakiest. I actually still think in team fights, if LGD gets to the team fight, like, in the right way, they look fine. The problem is, I think getting to the team fight for them is quite hard. Yep. We'll typically see someone like Mark maybe get picked off early, or maybe someone die in lane to a gank. It is typically that bot lane. I feel like their bot lane has been punished a lot recently. Or Kramer just misses eighth Enchanted Crystal Arrow in <laughs> yeah. a row. He's so, something something like, that. like that happens, <laughs> but yeah, the, their setup isn't always there. But when they get in the team fight, I still think Long Shing plays an extremely good role as, as a front line. Mark has still found some great engages. There's one uh, Leona ultimate that sticks out in my memory. I think it was against WE or something. It was one of their recent oh. wins because they actually went on a pretty good recent streak. They beat WE, they beat RNG, so it's like, hey, those are teams you know in the middle in the upper half with well. WE. Exactly. After losing to Rogue Warriors, you and I did a <laughs> yeah, segment about it. We that. did. After losing to Rogue Warriors, LGD started looking good. So I feel like the talent's still there. My, my biggest question mark is still that, that playbook of like, hey, well, how much do we re we rely on going with... Remember, they fourth-picked Renekton every time that, oh, that series. They first rotation Twisted Fate every time. They took Ash every time. So they have a very clear like priority list of what they think is strong in the meta, and they're always going to go for that. And it's like, hey, well, if you come against teams like FPX who can easily read that well and then kind of draft these comps that kind of do better than what your comp does, because remember we ended up, I think, game three, we said, hey... These comps are the two same comps, but FPX does everything a bit better. They sure. had those Galio comps, the Silas comps coming out, and yeah, that's what that's what I'm afraid of for LGD. Okay, a lot of issues with LGD and how they place. How far up do you think they can finish before we go to the next team? Just tell me, because uh, remember, Max, they can finish as 11. They could also finish like 8 and 7 and be on the cusp, but... Just a reminder, that schedule is like BLG, LNG, Vici's their next one. I feel like soon. they'll end up losing a game either to Vici or BLG, so I think they'll yeah. end up two more wins, 10th, and probably end up that kind of fifth, sixth place That's the spot. first round. Yeah. I mean, uh, hitting top four uh, the, is they'll near be, impossible. They'll be a higher seed in the first round is what I expect. They'll yeah. be, yeah, okay. fifth, fifth, sixth. Okay, nice way to end. Let's go forward, because um, I actually, uh, I will end you know, with a VGRNG little triad as to if you guys think they can make it. Hold your thoughts, though. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't give it away early. Uh, WE. Team WE, a team that has once again played the same style. You know, if anyone missed out in spring, they like Galio. I don't know if anyone else realizes that. They really like Galio. They have their own formulaic comps, I guess, as well, with small variations. But they're a team that I think have been one of the funnest to cast because of how they play League of Legends. 
Yeah, I mean, look, they've got these. Well, as the the Chinese side of the brand of them, we've kind of nicked is the uh, comps that flow with the wind. That's so the it's one. like these ones that are like, hey, we're gonna have a bunch of Galio and Twisted Fade and things that can come and roam with us. And Teacher Man's gonna be super supportive, and it's gonna look great. And it has. Um, it's looked pretty good. Beishang has looked really, really good. Uh, and I think their bottom lane hand is definitely Jomong has been a little bit more consistent this split, which is what I'm really happy with. But um, still, I mean, even in the series that we saw yesterday, there's still issues. Um, the if I want these guys to be a good team. Like I think it's always interesting to see a team that plays such a unique style and how well they can do it. But every time they go up against these top teams, it's just like, well, you know it's not really going to work out. They're going to ban Teacher yeah. out. He's then going to fall down, and then the whole team crumbles as a result. So it's hard for me to get fully invested in Team WE in the same way Munchables has, just because... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have the same faith. I really. feel like we've been kind of singing the same tune for weeks. That like, hey, this team is definitely better than you know sixty, seventy percent of teams in the LPL, but they're kind of right where they should be. Mm -hmm. I feel like you know between fifth and eighth is where they where they belong. We've we've talked about the draft problems. We've talked about the problems that come with their strengths all split long, and it's like there are still good moments. I'm interested to see how this team changes with the meta shifts because. One of the tools they added in their toolkit was that Aphelios Karma Comp, but with yeah. all the Aphelios nerfs we even saw last night that, you know, Aphelios, like, they didn't care about it at all. So I even feel like they've lost some tools with some of the nerfs, so I want to see where they go from here. I still feel like they match up potentially well against teams like LGD and FPX, who are going to opt into the brawl that WE wants. Mm. But I think against teams like Sooning and V5, as we saw yesterday, it could be a bit rougher because these are teams that play that pick style so well. And we even saw it, I think, in Game 3, where WE just keep defaulting to, like, you know, everyone says A-ramming, but trying to get pressure through mid is 5. And if you could play these comps that can just kind of work around that, like we saw the Zoe being able to pick people off sure. with the bubbles and, you know, trying to get the River Vision or a TF or something along those lines, a Bard, I feel like WE will struggle against those teams. So you talk about their climb and, and where they sit in playoffs because, again, just a reminder, 8 and 5 for this team. Uh, their remaining schedule uh, with the Week 10, because they're not playing any games. Far Easter, Easter is the next one, OMG, and then Top Esports is their final series. So for WE, it seems hard for them to get above 10 with Top Esports in the way. But even then, against OMG and Easter, maybe there's some questions. At least hitting playoffs is a, is a guarantee like LGD, does also feel correct. Yeah, I feel like once the team kind of gets to nine, it's feeling very much like they're guaranteed to hit that top spot. Mm. Uh, or at least get into playoffs. Like, it's going to be a super strange one where... Because, look, once we get to that, it's like BLG, EDG, all these teams that are kind of down there, can't really get to them. RNG are kind of struggling mm. as well, so we don't really see RNG getting to that ninth place spot. So then you're realistically looking at Vici to try and push through, but they're against, like, LGD, some of the top yep. teams as well. So it's... Well, it we'll looks very likely that they will move. Let, let's leave the, the talk about, like, you know, how to bridge up to the nine. Uh, for WE, how far would they get? Do we see quarterfinals again if they uh, expected to make playoffs? So, so with that, with in, that talk. So, in playoffs, yeah. that's what we mean. Yeah. I think, so, they'll make it first round. I think it depends, right? If they can face LGD or FPX, I actually think those series are very winnable. So, yeah. maybe they do make it back to quarters. But if they have to face, let's say... Who's ever above them, either the Sooning or V5, Sooning V5 yeah. then I think it could be rough. So they're a team I think potentially makes quarters. I agree, apart from the FPX one, because I feel like FPX have found success kind of doing what F or WE have been doing a certain amount with, like doing beyond the Galio on the Twisted Fate on very similar compositions. It's just I feel I have more confidence in Gimgoon on the top side of the map than I do in Morgan, because I feel like he okay. can go towards. Um, oh, Morgan. 
Well, I feel like you can go towards the gangplank. You open up for a little bit more where they've got the ability to counterpick like, well, Morgan's champions like the Renekton and this mm. kind of stuff that he's been going towards. And then FPX just do what I, I want to add. Do, it's actually funny that me and you have like the same opinion about reverse because I agree. I have more faith in King Moon than Morgan, mm. but I have more faith in Joe Mung and Missing than LWX and Crisp. And I feel like True. that's what yeah. it'll come yeah. down to. Uh, the thing for me is like, I feel like right now, WE played this style better. And it is slightly different. It's not the exact same yeah. way they play. But again, we're going to enter these early brawls and skirmishes right in front of Drake, around bot side, et cetera, et cetera. The thing for me that like is scary for FPX is like the asterisk for me is more experience and especially best of fives, right? That the, the best of five buff that comes with a team like yeah, FPX at One Worlds. But yeah, so it's going to be a question yeah. of what what comes down more massive, right? Is it going to be Gimgoon over Morgan because Morgan's not looked good recently, or is it going to be Jomung and Missing who have both been playing extremely well? Hmm. I love that we're talking about FPX in relation because now we have to move on to the FPX. If WE, you know, expect to make playoffs, FPX still at eight, but they've only got two more series left. Week nine, they're not playing anymore. Of course, they did beat LGD recently, which if they didn't then FPX has a chance they wouldn't even make playoffs altogether. DMO and Sooning, their final series, 8-6 and six, as I said, but their game differential only a plus 2. FPX, if anyone hasn't been watching, have looked absolutely shaky. Bringing back Gimgoon now, a little bit better. A lyric called a duct tape. You know, she'll be okay. right, but <laughs> boy, oh boy, FPX, huh? Yeah, I've not been convinced at all by these guys. Um, the... Even when they get leads, it's like they don't even understand where their composition's trying to run with. Like we saw them where they had Gimgoon and uh, Doom. Oh, sorry, Gimgoon on the Gangplank, mm -hmm. Doombi on the Twisted Fate. And I was like, oh my god, these guys are so far ahead. They can just go play through a side lane. They can use all these TPs. They can just play the map state and they'll be able to win it out fine. And then I just watch as they like TP to the middle of a lane for no reason. And it's just like, you've just wasted now a Destiny. You've just wasted a Teleport. Now you can't play a map state and you're forced to fight at this next Dragon in a 5v5. And then they end up losing the fight. I'm like, what are you guys Clumsy doing? Clumsy is the yeah, word I've used. Exactly. Right? And I don't understand It's this. weird because I actually remember that comp. I think it was against EDG. And that comp actually can team fight, so I can like empathize like with what they're going for. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that that point in the game. It's like the one yeah. time where whatever setup they, they had like wasn't there and EDG would win. Like that was the yeah. one time where they actually shouldn't opt into whatever play they did. And it's like, oh man, like FBX, I understand, I empathize, I was on the same page, but that was not the move. But overall, but I, it, I, I wouldn't saying. mind if it was like it wasn't just that one time against EDG. They did it again against LGD where um Doombie would go in. I think it was game number two where they lost, or whatever game they lost was mm -hmm. like Doombie went off into a uh, top lane where he ended up TPing, I think, into the lane and then or used and then ended up using his destiny and then meant that okay, well now this twisted fate has nothing to get into this. I these can't, fights, but I can't remember how that game went. I just remember while I was casting it, just thinking like how did FPX just like throw this away? How did yeah. FPX just? But lose that was it. It was just whatever way. I can't. I can't remember the exact setup. But essentially, what had happened was that Doombie ended up off in side lane. It burnt the TP. It burnt the Destiny as well. And then he was just sitting there. I was like, right. Well, there's a dragon up. I mean, LGD, you're just going to go towards dragon, and then you've you've lost your entire advantage there. So it ended up being these weird plays, and that's where I'm like, I can understand. Like, I agree with you for the EDG one, where they can go for these fights. It's not the end of the world, but in a composition that is so like do not fight LGD and they're still trying to go for these 5v5s because of the errors they've made uh, that's where I get a little I think worried. it adds personality to that look <laughs> the fact that they go for this <laughs> stuff look. I so like you've it. gone from an RNG apologist to an FPX apologist either now. way it's fun to watch <laughs> either way gents like for FPX you know let's let's just talk about how they kind of make playoffs because they're still far from secure they're currently eighth as we're recording this eight and six they play DMO but dude 
I'm ready for the upset. They play for Punk to come out and just ruin hey. Picks Rex side two games in a row. <laughs> hey. So DMO, but then Sooning could actually be the decider because remember RNG still ability to hit nine and RNG, they could actually find a better game differential and over FPX, it would have to come down to a head-to-head, -head, which FPX you, did win. You said not to talk about those teams yet, but I'm just going to you know, heavily oh, hint that it's not going to come down to that. Okay, well, <laughs> in a second. In a second. So FPX making playoffs, yes and yes? Yes. Okay, yeah. FPX, how far? Round one, I think, oh, is, course, is the absolute. They will yes. be eighth. But do they, do they if make they a get run, in, it's eighth. Do they make a run-up playoffs? No. Just quickly? No. no. The thing is, again... Like, I think from a gameplay perspective, I don't expect them to. Mm. It's just that, like, best of five best FPS of five asterisks that, like, okay. yeah. they're the team that I think is most likely of any team to make some kind of run to, like, semis or finals. The problem that I have is that because I see them getting into that eighth place slot, mm. that means the chances are they're facing off against Sunin or V5, yeah. which I don't see them being able to win against. So even in a best of five scenario, actually, that's I'm scar not that scares that me more. I think I actually favor FPX against oh, those I would teams too. more <laughs> than I do against Dude, W or especially Sunin, but oh even God. like v best V5 as a team, they haven't played a BF5 in a competitive environment yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm scared of. Oh, God, it's oh so man. strange. <laughs> Why is FPX more favored in my mind against uh, the better teams? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but it's crazy. At the very least, like, they're secured for regionals. That's a good thing for them. Yeah. Not secured, absolutely, but because the we have four seeds in there, something... And we have a bunch of new teams. Like, the, I feel like they should be, right? they got top yeah. three in And spring. because we've got JDG in guaranteed top four and, you know, like, IG. Yeah, right. Like, it feels like JDG, IG, or top esports will, like, obviously going to automatically go to Worlds off off like winning one will then go off points because these teams are all top four and in spring then, so and then regional points as well like they'll have yeah. two chances at world yeah. so um for fpx making playoffs at bare minimum was important you know just to try and get a couple more points we'll leave it there uh still making playoffs is what my analysts are saying here let's finish off though because sooning's the one i left to last sooning are 10 and 4 but still as we talk about this are not secured now there's been a lot of discussion with sooning they are a team that I think I've casted the least. But when I did cast them the other day, I was not convinced that this was a top four team, a team that had 10 wins. So Saying that, <laughs> I was my water. A lot of people were disappointed <laughs> with their with their games yesterday, if you guys have gotten a chance to, to see those yet, against Top Esports, where both games, especially game one, was a free win for them. Like They were winning so much. They were, they were in Top Esports base, and then their brain just kind of turned off. They started doing nothing. Knight popped off on Syndra, brought them back for the win. And a lot of people are like, oh, God, this makes me doubt Sooning even more. Like, how could they flop such big leads? But I'm more impressed that Sooning can get such massive leads against Top Esports. So yeah. it's a team that I think is clearly going to be in playoffs, even from their series oh, score. 10, yeah. I think there are certain teams that they match up well against for their that pick-oriented style that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Like, they have carries in the right places. But, I mean, I think we talked a lot about them last week, right? There's obviously still some question marks with some of their gameplay. I think their team fighting obviously has always been the big one for all of us, like how they coordinate engages, how Bin and uh, Sword Art work as front lines. So, yeah, I can see them getting like decently far in a playoff scenario, but I'm not too high on them. Well, they don't have any points from spring, so they, at bare minimum, have to hit semis unless, you know, quarters works out for them with the seeding. But I, I think for Sooning, there is a, a lot to talk about, you know, like SOFM's rise and uh, rising into form. Of course, didn't play Rise Jungle. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, like... <laughs> I like how you need to clarify <laughs> that just, for SOFM. SOFM. <laughs> Dude, he played... I saw the Volley Bear with Predator yeah. yesterday against Top Esports, which was kind of fun. That's such an SOFM thing to do, like, run 
Something that no one especially, else is. Well, especially Predator. I yeah. feel like Predator is the, the big one that I, I do associate with SOFM more than anyone True. else. True. So, like, who's one of the first I mean, hey, to run it? Rise, Rise with Predator Jungle. Let's go. You, yeah, don't we even need, <laughs> you don't even need to pick up uh, Righteous Glory or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's fine. Daddy, what do you say is a highlight of this team? Is it Juan Fong well, like everyone else? Yeah, I think it's Juan Fong. Well, I think Angel as well. But Attaboy. honestly, um, I, this is something we've already kind of talked about for Sunin, is this is a team that got massively benefited by the meta. Because Angel has been really good in the Twist of Fates and the Galios and these kind of things sure. before. So when the meta has shifted that direction, they looked strong. Um, the big question for me is as we start to approach playoffs. Now, I don't think we're going to have any massive meta changes, but like we're seeing slight things like the Twisted Fate nerf that came in on the last patch coming into 10.15. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of different things like this that I'm not certain how big of an impact these are going to have, but if we do get another patch that's going to roll through and kind of mess with them, and we move away from this pick style compositions with the Twist of Fate. Carry junglers. Carry junglers start to slip. It's like, okay, well then what happens? Because then we go back towards team fights, and that's where they've looked super shoddy. So I don't know is the answer, because I think if the meta stays the same, I think we can see them continuing this form looking good, but if it starts to slip away from hey. them, that's where I see Or if the meta goes towards, <laughs> like, we go Whatever happens, like let's say Quinn, Fiora, Jax, like yeah. like side lane turrets are nerfed, like those things are buffed. It, it's all split push meta. Yeah. That is Sooning's time. They have Bin. <laughs> yeah. Bin is ready. Bin is top of KR server right now. Like Bin is just rearing to go, waiting to play some Fiora and some Camille. So hey, may maybe the meta can shift in a better direction for Sooning. Okay, I, like I mean, that. I don't expect just I mean, TF and Camille yeah. every game. I like the optimism. And then Ash, Jin, Varus, all buffed. So utility uh, AD carries. Yeah. Bard gets buffed even more. Like, let's all in. Let's all in on the Sooning meta. Where do you think they can finish? <laughs> Where do you think they round out to? Because we've kind of put, like, V5 as a potential top four if they beat JDG for Sooning. They're in a position to top four if they beat Vici, then FPX. Uh, but, like, I, I put out a rankings the other day on Twitter. I actually put Sooning seventh, expecting them to lose the last two series, <laughs> turn six, and then the success of teams like V5, WE, and LGD. Now, that might not round out perfectly, but... I don't think Sooning will make I, top four. I feel like I actually expect them to end. Oh, I'll go fifth okay. because again, I am inching. I am like inching and hoping that B five beat JG. Sorry, JG, <laughs> social media person, you're cool. But like, to me, to me, they either end fourth or fifth. Sweet. I actually don't see them dropping lower than fifth. So I feel like they're in a pretty good position going forward. I think they'll take down Vici like. Even pretty easily, honestly. I feel okay. like Sooning... I, I don't feel like Vici will be a big issue. The question is, can they then beat FPX? But at that point, there'll be 11 series wins. I feel like they'll be pretty locked for a solid fifth at least. Okay. Yeah, and that's the, I'm kind of in the same boat, especially depending on who they get matched with then. Maybe they can push into top four, but it does come down to the yep. matchup. But I don't see them like going... As good as they looked against top in certain situations yesterday, I don't see them beating top. I don't see them beating IG. And honestly, I know you want them to. I don't see them beating JDG either. The thing okay. is, for, for Sooning, in playoffs, I feel like they can take down LGD and WE. I actually have a ton of confidence mm -hmm. against those two teams. FPX is the one I'd be afraid of. And then V5 would be the interesting one because I feel like that matchup is like extremely close on paper. I would personally saw, yeah. edge it out to V5, especially with their series, despite Sooning winning 2-1, two, two that game two. But at the same time, that is a very winnable... I think that's 50-50. That is a, as split of a series as I can imagine in playoffs. Yeah. 
and that could be like a Sooning top four. I honestly feel like we will see that series in playoffs with everything going the way it is. Right? The thing is, I'm kind of scared we won't because, right, it looks like one's going to end fourth and one's going to end fifth. fifth. So, opposite so yeah, side opposite the sides of the bracket. Which but finals. Finals. <laughs> yeah. Sooning versus V5. Holy Let's go. Moly. SOFM versus Weiwei. I'm ready. Everything would be flipped. Angel right? versus Mole, the two autofill players of Season 9 <laughs> Summer. Dag, just give me a reminder where you kind of like feel like Sooning will finish off, like fifth or fourth. Just again. Fifth or fourth, yeah. Fifth yeah. or fourth. I think that's this. Because otherwise, look, what it's going to end up happening is, I think, look, I think they beat LGD. I think they beat WE, okay. as we said. I think they beat FPX as well. So it's a case. And if they end up in that fourth, fifth with Sooning V5, well, then I can't. I see them getting through to semis, <laughs> okay. but I don't see them pushing. Oh, sir, dude. I like the uh, optimism there as well. Now, for Sooning at 10 wins, they were almost guaranteed with FPX taking a loss to, uh, I think it was LGD series. But because FPX won, that means that Sooning were not guaranteed. LGD had one game to get net them a win, but they're pretty much secured anyway. Hey, those are our teams that are already in the top eight. I just want to quickly touch on BLG, EDG. One of those will be knocked out. The miracle run ends for them when the top eight, the bottom team hits nine. So as in, you know, FPX, WE and LGD hitting nine means goodbye to BLG, EDG anyway. RNG, Avicii are in the conversation for the miraculous run. Let's just quickly go because we've only got a couple of minutes on this. This is off, off script. <laughs> RNG, to hit playoffs, need to win all their series to hit nine in their series coming up, boys. Top DMO, e top esports, e e BLG Rogue Warriors. So the three series there, very manageable, bar top esports. So I feel like they have to beat top esports to get playoffs to split. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird. I actually don't feel like that's some like insurmountable challenge like no? again with recent form i think it looks winnable the, okay. the problem is i once again as always expect rng to stomp them hard one game yep. to flounder game two and then in game three like rng aren't there okay that's so like for me it's weird because it's funny I, i'm actually kind of scared i'm scared that now that i finally given up faith on rng that's and you read out their schedule i'm just kind of like huh that's a very doable schedule and they lose and it all no and they win it all i'm like oh god oh, okay. why did i get off the hype train but Let's be honest. I was going to say, I don't. So the thing good. for me is, I feel like RNG revolves so heavily around Shouku, or well, at least the mid jungle 2v2. Mm. And I just give that edge to Carson Knight. I don't see a world where Shouku really gets much of a. I don't work think they've been Knight. doing, like, I don't think we've even seen them play mid jungle 2v2 lately. It's typically, like, the way a lot of top esports have looked to me is, like, one side is getting attacked so hard, so it's mostly been bot, but even 369 in a bit in a recent series. And then Carson's kind of left to go and try and, like, cover fires, but typically can't because. Oh, they're just slow. They're just so slow at at reacting to plays, and then it's like, well, there's no mid jungle at like two v two. There's no mid one v one. It's just all revolving around a side lane. It's like, hey, we, we never even get there. And I actually think that's what would maybe be a, a good point for RNG, right? Is the fact that like Shahu doesn't want to go one on one with with Knight. Yeah. We don't want to see yeah. them play two v two. I expect them to just ignore that and go to a side. And that's what I'm afraid of for top esports is. That's where we've been seeing them struggle lately. Yeah. I still don't think they'll win. I'm not but trying to like paint that as okay. them as favorites, but yeah. so do RNG make playoffs? Just to confirm. No. No. Say it. <laughs> say no. it. No. I can't say it. Okay. So is that a no? That's a no. Okay. I'm just making sure. It's a big no. All right. There we go. Apologist. Never more. Uh, let's go to Vici Gaming before we run on to our fan questions. Vici Gaming are currently seven and six. They're outside the cusp. They were relying on FPX to find a loss to make it a little bit easier for them. But for Vici, LGD, Suiting, IG, they have three series left. They can hit a maximum of 10. 
But the problem is the teams they're going up against is Sooning LGD and IG. Their schedule <laughs> is the hardest to finish off. Now, do they win any of those series in your mind? No. I could potentially see LGD. I don't think they win that, any of them. Like, yeah. potentially. I'm yeah, not no, saying, no, no. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, potentially, they beat they beat Sooning and LGD in my mind. Yeah. I think both of those well, they can come out. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them getting the full way. I, I mean, the next problem is that, you know, they have to get past teams like FPX. Now, if it did come down to the same game differential, they do have the head-to-head over FPX. <laughs> Just saying. But it, it's a very hard task for a team that's shown amazing signs of brilliance that could be a playoff team, but then flip the other book and you're like, this team looks horrible. Honestly, I was never sold on Vici. I always, I never, really? I, I was never at any point in the split where I thought they would make playoffs. I thought there were a lot of glaring issues and like to me, we've talked about Sunni, we've talked about JDG, we've talked about so many teams that kind of ended up with wins that it didn't look like like they necessarily should have. Mm. To me, Vici is like the biggest offender of that. There's so many Vici games where FPX I still remember game three. FPX game three. <laughs> I still remember OMG game one where. It's like OMG got a big big lead, but OMG were winning with, like, 2K early with yep. a comp that completely outscales, and, like, all they do is give up, like, let's say, like, two dragons. They come online with their items, and then they they fight that first dragon. They actually get the dragon. They funnel into a choke, and that's when Zika got, like, the triple kill on LeBlanc, and it's like, well. Nice. The biggest issue for me on Vici is the draft. Every time I look at them, I'm like, lads, oh, what are you yes. doing? Because it's like, okay, well, we're going to take Renekton in the top lane for cube. Then you see, like, and that's when you've already seen, like, a Zoe and a Karma and everything else on the other side. You're like, what do you expect or LeBlanc, here? Right? LeBlanc, right? Like, it'll, it'll, yeah, like, it'll be like the comp we saw at E-Stars. You're going to draft, like, Renekton and LeBlanc into, like, a Karma, Graves, oh, yeah. tanky top, tanky comp, support, yeah. and then, like, an AD carry that can build death stats, and you're just like, huh. How does this work? Yeah. And so every time. a lot of the time it does, which is like the, the sad it's, part. It's annoying because it's like, you know, it shouldn't, but yes. it does. right? But it's like that for like game one against EDG. It was like we saw basically like if you watch the EDG series, that's exactly the draft that you want against what Fichi is going to play. Sure. And in game one, we saw EDG just run into the jungle. They all get sandwiched between uh, Fichi. It's like, great job, guys. We did it. We won the game. And you're like, that was so stupid. <laughs> and then you go into game two and game three, and EDG actually played the composition the way it's supposed to be yeah. played, and VG can't do anything. I do want to end, like, at least my thoughts on a positive note, that obviously this team is a lot of good players. I actually say, you know, all around, like, I'm really high on, obviously Zika's looking really good. I think Ike's has impressed me so much more in summer than he did in spring. Agreed. Like, I'm so excited for this play in the future in Cube as well. So their, their bot lane, I think, is more... Not, not more questionable, but obviously, like, iBoy's been around so long, I feel like we kind of know what we're getting with him. And <laughs> Maestro is, uh, oh, God, Maestro's back and forth. Ma- Maestro's, yeah. dude, Maestro's got some confidence. I don't, there's, there's no <laughs> way I can word it that I feel comfortable on broadcast. So I'm saying, Maestro's got some confidence, and I love it. He's almost like Hung, but right? No. No, no. That's the... Point is, I got this team schedule. I got where you're going. I got, uh, I, I got where you're going too, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going that direction <laughs> okay. with you. Not here. But I feel like the schedule's a bit too hard. I'm not too sold on kind of what I've seen on the rift, and yeah, I don't think they should make playoffs. Okay, Dagda. Same boat. Um, especially with the the lineup that they have ahead of them, like IG Sooning and LGD. That's so hard. Yeah. What, what what can they how do? do? You, how do you yeah? To finish off with IG as well, imagine making the run. You're like, yeah. we're almost there, but we do actually need 10. And then if they gaming. do it, that is so impressive. Yeah. Though. Like yeah. that is that is some massive respect to Vici because that is a hard schedule. And then we get Vici into playoffs somehow for the first time. Again, like LGD in a very long time. Then yeah. they'd be a true dark horse. Oh, if they yeah. beat yeah. those teams, so uh, it'd be nice to see. All right, gents. Good 
Good stuff. I almost swore there as well after you mentioned the, the hung thing, but I remember that was me. Let's finish off the segment here. Also, thanks for leaving me on an island. Let's finish off the segment here of the day. Uh, we do your last hit, as always. We get our fan questions in to answer, and I like the you know ballsy statements that follow suit as well. This is a very special edition. As you know, we've got there's an LPL Discord out there, a community Discord that ha is very vocal and... You know, they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah, there you go. There's a much easier way to say it. Um, there's there's a couple, but the one we're talking about, I think, is the, I don't know, the more... I'm not getting into this. There's, there's <laughs> two of them. This is one of them. Uh, the LPL Special Discord Edition starts with question number one from Edgelord Weep. Great name, by the way. Uh, lyric nods in approval. I want to hear some flame for Vici's coaching stuff. Now, don't dig yourself into a hole. In general, I do think Vici's philosophy of just benching players is a detriment to them. Every time they lose with Lo Yen, it's like they automatically jump to benching him. Same with Hung. What do you think? First of all, do you want to flame Vici's coaching stuff, or do you think that's not fair at this point? I want to go with that. I agree on the sentiment. I don't like when we just arbitrarily bench players for no reason. I feel like BLG is a much better example for this, in my opinion, of like King and an ADD, but you put them on the same champions despite them having different strengths. Mm. But I still get it with the Loyan and Ike's argument and the support argument. But I feel like those players have more defined like styles and ways they play the game and some champions are like worse and better on. But I feel like at this point, right, you just commit. And it does look like Vici have finally chosen to commit to Ikes. The thing that's scary with Vici, right, is that Vici can lose their next series with Ikes and be like, well, let's just put back in again. Yep. And it's very confusing. I actually do like them going with Ikes and Maestro more than Lil Yen and Hung, despite the fact that though it, I feel like it's kind of similar to me like, like a Gimgun situation where at this point in time, Lil Yen is definitely a better jungle than Ikes. Mm. But Ikes definitely looks better with this team than Lil Yen did, sure. does. And I also feel like champion pool-wise, like for Maestro versus Hung, Maestro looks so much better to me on champions like Nautilus, on champions like Leona, on all the champions that are defaulting to. But yeah, so I'm kind of mixed on the coaching staff. Yeah, we had a conversation. Like, I'm opposite. I'm a Leanne fan. I think he should oh, be yeah. the starter. But yeah, I can't, it's all right. I mean, look, if you're going to criticize the Vici staff for this, you got to criticize half the LPL right now because you got EDG who are doing it, BLG who are doing it. Like, mm. there's so many teams that are doing it right now. Um, and as we said, though, they're drafts. We, I the drafts are the big one. That's yeah. a, that's that a one I will 100% flame them for. The drafts have been horrific. But from a perspective of, I would love to see them stick with one, just take it yep. and run with us. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to kind of go, hey, look, this is what you should be doing because half our league is doing Because I think it's easy to be like, you know, oh, it's coma and everything should be perfect and Vici should be a top tier team or whatever. But it does extend beyond that a lot more. And I know that especially with in the but LBL. To give them their due, like they have improved. Yep. Like they have yep. massively improved. So whatever about Flame and the coaching staff, they have got the job done. I like do also. Compared to Spring, look so much better. Just want to add to that. Like, I can say for sure, like, even just, like, whether, even from an outside perspective, but obviously with kind of insider info from being team side, that LPL as a region is way more, like, player-centric than, like, let's say NALCS. Like, this is not necessarily where all your teams have a top-down system where coaches, you know, say what to, like, players to do and then, you know, so on and so forth. It's a lot more collaborative for sure. You can yeah. see that with the Vici drafts, right? It looks like Zika gets his hands on the block whenever whenever he wants it, whenever he thinks it's good. I'm sure Coma's taking a lot of input from the players. And I actually like the player-driven system way more than, like, what NA's doing or trying to replicate traditional sports. I don't think... I don't feel like that's worked in esports, at least in League of Legends. I don't feel like we've seen that. Even like Counter Strike is a game; they don't do that. It's way more player driven than it is like coach centric. So I feel like it's hard to just blame the coaching staff when 
let's even say the management doesn't give them that power, right? What if it's the management team that says, hey, well, actually, you know, the players do have more control than the coaches. Like, if, if a coach wants to do something, they go to the manager, and the manager's like, well, you know, like, I don't care. You know, Lo Yen wants to do this. It's yeah. fine. So I feel like it's really hard to, to blame coaching staffs in any teams Good because point. all organizations are run differently. A nice little shrug there to agree. All right, nice little start. Let's go to question number two here from Cloth and Metal Teeth and Crows. Uh, one of the, well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, this is one of the, I believe, moderators of the Discord. He says, he, and also, he's an OMG fan, so get ready. Ooh. Do you think Icon will be able to bring OMG back to playoffs? He's, of course, talking about the future. Or is it time to move on from him? Plus, he says, Curse sucks at Wukong and should never pick that champion again. First, the question. Do you think Icon would should be able to bring OMG back so, to plus? I mean, or is it time to move on after say, all so, these so years? So the base of this question is, should they stick with Icon yeah. pretty much? And it's such a weird one to me because all year long I would have said no. But the past <laughs> two weeks, the guys look so good, which is so surprising. <laughs> He's been going back to like Oriana and Azir and a lot of these more like traditional... I don't want to say old school, but champions that have obviously been meta throughout the years, so it makes sense that a player like him who does have so much experience in the scene can play them well, but it's a situation where I want to see OMG next split maybe go with the opposite of what we just said for Vici. You know, bring in another mid laner and, you know, start start swapping things up because spring is the split you do that. Like, we don't want to see that now in summer, but in spring is where you bring in some, you know, young understudy, under icon, and start trying things out because maybe it's the same with, we've said, the LPL bench with other players, right? Maybe icon, you know, gets to the bench and goes, oh my God, you know, my job is on the line, my career is on the line, I really want to play, True. you know, grinds way harder, you know, maybe understands more, works for the coaches, whatever it is, comes back stronger. So I don't want to see him completely out, but. Yeah, br definitely bring in another mid laner. Personally, I don't think Icon is strong enough to bring them to playoffs. I'm not saying that he should be replaced, but I think is I think they need to have it someone like Curse in the top lane who I think is really really good. Mm. Hacker if he can step up from the jungle or maybe they need a new jungler that's there. But definitely the bottom lane for me is the big one. I think if they can get SML well take out SMLZ, get a strong AD carry in there, then I think it becomes a lot easier because a lot of the weight is taken off of Icon at that point, and maybe oh, then statement. OMG make it to Worlds, but I don't think it's Icon carries. I think Icon is part of the whole. I this guy's bold, dude. This I guy's bold. That's, uh, oh, jeez. I just love the get the get a put take out SMLZ, put in a strong AD carry, which <laughs> would never be said in like 2018 yeah. or even 2019 when he came through. Uh, but uh, interesting take on the question. I think Icon, from my perspective, was talked about a lot last year with OMG. And I remember uh, Raz did have a uh, his two cents on the matter as well. And I remember I think Cat on the Chinese broadcast like quoted him, and he, he got in a a lot of strife with the OMG fans because they're talking about you know take away Icon again like someone else. I, I, I have a Weibo. You can go follow me and watch <laughs> me there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Icon's look good in lane the past two weeks, which you guys know, especially for mid laners. I always love to look at like how they play lane matchups and stuff like that. So <laughs> I've been really impressed by Icon these past two weeks, but. It's definitely time to at least try out some some new blood along alongside him. Agreed. Out with the old and with the new, but maybe keep the old yeah, in with the new. Not out with the old, you know, like kind of move you know, move the old over to the opposite side of the fridge, and you know, put your new can or bottle of whatever but that on the will, other side. That will go off. You know, you got to. Uh, I'm just saying, like, might you know, have to freeze it. Wh whatever special <laughs> sauce I could put on my sandwich right now, I still have that that other sauce for later or for you know special sauce. I can, I All right, let's I have go, different let's, taste. So let's go to question three. Uh, this one's from Hiker. <laughs> Sorry, this one's from Hiker, uh, who says, what is the power ranking of all new ADCs playing their first full year of LPR? I don't want all of them. Uh, let's just give a highlight. Like Wink, Huan Feng, Jiu Meng, etc. 
I always feel like more people should be talking up the freshman class of LPL 80 carries. Also, I'm pretty sure this guy runs an LPL podcast, which is interesting. Okay. So, so it's kind of like a shout out to him, you know, if anyone I mean, there is wants a to go check out his Twitter. Later is a one clock podcast. Who is the person? Maybe that's the one you're thinking of. Or is this another podcast? Uh, well, it might be. But okay. point is, so so we're ranking Props. we're ranking a new... Freshman, uh, first year, full year of LPL. So who do we have? So we have Huan Fong, Jo Meng is stated. Winks in there too. Yeah. Technically, I mean, we Sam D. Honestly, we have a bunch more. So, like, how many? I I feel like since you're the host, you kind of like list them out and you pick for us. Oh, and then here we do top three. I think probably top three is probably yeah, best. Right be fair. Okay. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like top three is probably, Let's yeah. get the easy one out of the way. Huan Fong. Huan Fong. Huan Fong, best. Right? Do you yeah. guys agree that he yeah. is the best yeah. of this year? Um, and then if we're going across otherwise, I mean, Puff, this is his second year. No, third year. We don't, we don't count Hope, do we? I don't think we count Hope. I don't do think we, we count, count Hope. Okay. Hope's okay. been in before. Yeah, Hope's, Hope's yeah. But before. this is his first full year. I mean, yeah, Hope th should th be in there. This is his first time as a Eric! Starter. Eric! <laughs> <laughs> Eric! <laughs> do you agree with Eric? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was going to say, I guess we do count Hope, because if, if Hope doesn't count, then Wink doesn't <laughs> he count. Just either, question. Dude, um, dude, stop. He just was like, Eric dude, is like, no, no. It was funny for a second, but stop it. Stop it. Let's move forward then to Sam D. Sam D hit top three. At a freshman class, you're comparing him to someone like Wink. Huan Fong Hope, for me. Hmm. Me and Jordan actually had a conversation, but this was... Betty. And I went back and I looked at it, and I... Sam I D. Betty. I think... I think Sam D looks good because V5 looked good to yeah. a certain extent. And this was Jordan who actually said it originally. And then I had a look at... Because that's why I went back and had a look at V5 yesterday. Um, PP God looks really good. Weiwei looks really good. And I think as a result, it makes it easier for... Sam D to have to yeah. look good and have these card performances, mm. but when you look at like him being a bit greedy with turrets, not resetting on time, sometimes he's in these weird positions where he shouldn't be. And I mean, like as you're coming up towards like objectives and stuff like that, yeah. um, I think that's the biggest issue for me with Sam D and trying to rank him into that top three spot. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I actually don't. I still don't think Sam D's bad by any means. I actually think no. the funny thing thing about this question is it feels like we don't really have any bad freshman AD carry actually. Because yeah. Joe Mung was there, but then well, no, so that's why he's he's same. gonna be my third. Yeah, because my okay. three are Huan Fong, Hope, and Joe Mung, which are like the easy answers. They've been the, the ones that have been playing all year, so it feels why it's easier to look at. But I don't think Sam D's there. Wink falls in that same line of me where he was heavily facilitated by his team, and I still don't ever think he felt like game changing, right? Like yep. he was put in positions to have these high damage numbers, but yeah, hope. hope yeah, one I agree with that. Yeah. I say you're looking at my laptop. The highlighted I'm trying is the to real <laughs> answer. <laughs> I mean, okay, Eric will be the special. The Thank special you. Special yeah, 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 but no, I, I agree. I agree completely. Um, sorry, Dag, did you variate any out? No, that's why I was going through just to be like, no, not. No, the only other one we can so, think yeah. I can think of off the top of my head who even is a freshman is Rat, but even him, right? He's no. not he's not there. But like I, more time. I same with Wink as well, it's just yeah. I mean, Juan Fung without a doubt feels so strong. Yeah, I mean Juan Fung is conversation for one of the top eighty carries in the league, let alone as a rookie. So yeah. I think he wins by default. Kind of a shame that Wings doesn't hit into that conversation yeah. from what we've seen. Shubin, let's go. Shubin. Oh. <laughs> Shubin and Helper. <laughs> hey, they both played in LPL before, they don't count. <laughs> Um, hey, that's it, though. I, I, I think yeah. that's a pretty good list. No, all right, let's move forward. Uh, number Question number four uh, of... Just making sure I answered this. More people should be talking about the freshman class of LPL 80 carries. I do agree on the previous question. Moving forward, though. Uh, Shao Al, greater than Lung Xing. This is who this is from. Which four teams do you believe will play in the gauntlet? So the regional finals. Who do you think it'll be that'll play in the regional gauntlet? Now, if you need some help with this, I do have my magic list. So, uh, I'm going to, first of all, automatically disqualify JDG because 
even if they don't win the split. I think JDG will either win the split or, or just win by points. Like yep. I, yeah. I think JDG will not be there. JDG's out. Move on. Yeah. Now, who, who do I think is going to win I think top esports will be in the same category. They'll either win the split or... You might not believe that anymore after recent form, but I still think... You know what I'm going with? I'm going with IG are winning the split. JDG okay. are going off points. So those two are out. So top esports regional gauntlet with the highest seed. Yep, top esports. Are you happy with that? I yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to go through who wins between top esports and IG. I'm all aboard the IG hype train. Yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm, my man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you regional. Uh, I'll give you mine, then you guys can give me yours. I think highest seed's gonna be top esports, yeah. and then V5, and then V5 might not be highest seed. No, WE, and then V5, and FPX. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I agree I with my see, own I list. actually, I don't think how much I see FPX. How many points do you get for top four? Uh, top four, you should get 40. I can actually just click a button and tell you. Give me a second. Because I know championship points from spring mm. were lower than championship points. Yeah, they, they lowered it. So let me so just quickly tell you. Um, JG currently on 60. They're guaranteed for regional gauntlet no matter what. That's what the yellow on uh, Gamepedia says. Sorry. Can, can you tell us first? I want to know how much Summer gives you placements. Okay. Auto qualified for first, of course. Second is 90. Third place match. The winner of that gets 70. Fourth is 40. Fifth is 20. And then sixth is 10. So fifth and sixth is getting out at quarters. Just making it to quarters. Look. This is getting all too confusing with points. I'm gonna. I'm just you gonna. Asked. I'm just gonna. Split. Well, but the point is, those points, spring points. Who has points? I'm gonna say top points, esports v five. <laughs> FPX and WE. Oh, I don't know if WE have ten already I'm, though. Yeah, I'm actually going to be a little bit controversial. I don't think FPX is going to make it through to the sixth place spot. So I think they're going to sit on what are they? They're on the thirty points at the on, moment. On and I think the teams like V5 and potentially Suning that do make it into the Ooh. the upper bracket semifinal could end up taking away. I just want to apologize to the person who asked this question because this answer is this. The, our answers are too convoluted. This is an episode. Yeah. How, yeah. This is yeah. This, this is, is an episode. <laughs> this is get the, get the chalkboard. Look, and get the red string. I just want you to make up. We do here to here. And then we go here. That, that's a hard statement that's of exactly. something convoluted. I, I feel like bold statements are just better than trying to like work okay. this out in our minds. So top esports, V5, FPX, and WE. Not not in any order. I'm in the exact the same. four teams. I just now that you said IG, I think I just kind of believe them making finals mm -hmm. for well some guys. reason. Oh god. Yeah. This was this was the indirect maybe, question. The maybe indirect maybe question, FPX who LPL? Maybe Sunin or something take that spot. Maybe. Um, I don't think I FPX think maybe won't go to regional. Don't you guys just realize that we just literally got debated into answering who we think is going to win LPL. Like yeah. oh we did we we, we just committed but we didn't decide because we were like either JDG are gonna get there IG's because of points win. and then True. IG are top so I'm we not, haven't confirmed I'm not anything. committing to IG oh uh, no I will IG's gonna <laughs> win worlds oh sorry I mean LP you just <laughs> said that IG's gonna be in the gauntlet you just want no, 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 IG and everything back. I'm back I'm back so this question was very short but we, very long can we go to the next question yeah yeah we can uh, IG winning LPL just by the way uh, so yeah all right question number five I hope did we answer question four kind of I <laughs> last playoff spot who takes it here's another one last. who takes the last playoff spot imagine eight is it FPX I is it I mean, it's hard to not imagine FPX getting that spot to me the two the teams right now who are top eight are going to stay top eight yeah okay so, last playoff spot, technically, FPX or it could be LGD FPX, or LGD, WE. Yeah, one of those. Okay. All right. Well, nice way to go. Uh, IG is winning LPL, and EDG's not going to regionals, even though they have 10 points. Oh, actually, backtrack. EG have 10 points. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't get into playoffs. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Because if, if no one else gets 10 points, think of regionals, four seeds. Yeah, but by default, the other people ahead of them just get in, right? So Unless like, it's the people that so already so like qualify. 
But so yeah, whoever, so basically, whoever asked so this question, Sunni, why did you? So do the this pro- to hang us? on. The problem is, so whatever about EDG. The problem is that Sunni in a V five, but uh, if they get automatically into quarterfinals, beat right, them on points. I'm raising my hand. Look, raising I just my don't know why he brought you down I, this I, rabbit I'm hole. I'm sorry. This I took us here. Listen to me. Next episode, I believe we're going to be doing, you know, secret little show next that we're going to be talking about this that we've done in the past, but that's not revealed just yet. Uh, this will be the last hit before we go into towards the end of the split and, you know, before we have that little beauty there and get in towards playoffs. So, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to run with the last hit first, you know, split mm-hmm. season. We started in spring, didn't we? Last hit, first split. Kind of, technically. Kind of. We had first like two, e- two episodes, I think, maybe oh, well, one. I think we, I don't know, we backtracked because <laughs> this is episode six of the new season. My mind's still all over the place from you trying to yeah. make last that work. Dude. Last hit Hang is on. going to Gauntless. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one clock podcast. Thank you for question number five. Uh, for shout out, greater than Lung Shing. You know, that's the problem. The, the name even makes you think. Yeah, it's the same person, but a big thank you to our uh, production team, hard working, and to Lyric and Dagda who've joined me as always. I am Asterix. It will be bye for now, but not forever. We'll see you towards playoffs.